Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan. And it's me, Rachel Lindsay. Now, Van, let's get this started off right. You have a big announcement to make. Please, go ahead. Big announcement. Two yes. Mission Strangers, uh, the first film production from mine, Trayvon Free, and Nick May's production company, Six Feet Over Productions, which is already Oscar-nominated, has been acquired by Netflix and will premiere on Netflix on April 9th. April 9th on Netflix. Two different, two different strangers, baby. Get your popcorn ready. Just like T.I. said. T.I. T.O. said. That's not what T.I. said. Like, right like, like, what T.I. is saying right now is... we want to reference these days? Okay. Uh, T.I. Is, is saying right now is, I didn't do it. But for <laughs> right? right now... But T.O. said, get your popcorn ready. And that's what we're talking about. So, yes, wait, we... Wait, wait. Um, Question. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I said, Van, tell people where they can watch this. And right. you said, oh, they can't. It's not available for everybody to see yet. At that time, did you know you had a Netflix deal in place? Nope. It wasn't even talked about. Y'all, nope. no contract negotiations. No, nothing. At I'm a that witch. time, there I'm was a nothing. Witch. I'm a witch. You know I manifested could, this. You know what? Someone called me, and I think they might be right, and you might be this too. One of our higher learning um, listeners called me claircognizant. I'm not like exactly mm. clairvoyant, but I could be claircognizant. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm going to take Claire, that too. Claire Crawley cognizant. <laughs> so wait, this developed really quickly though. That yeah, was only like, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's like, hey, you want to buy a short? I mean, it's already done. Like, you know what it mean? doesn't so, you happen. Wanna... Guys, it doesn't happen that easily. I need, I need you to stop. You it don't definitely just... happens that easily. Uh, you don't just make a movie and Netflix just buys it. No, you, you if you get an Oscar nomination, then people want to buy your movie, right? Okay. So it's it's like, you okay. know, just like if you take your film to Sundance, if mm-hmm. you take your film to Sundance, a bunch of people will see your film at Sundance, you can make a deal right there at Sundance for the movie. Mm-hmm. So we expected that after the Oscar nomination, people would be, uh, people would be coming for the film, you know what I mean? Because, um, you know, if we win, then they essentially have an Oscar under their belt, you know? Right. It's interesting well, because it's a we, big deal. It it it, it is, Congrats. and I was and, and and Jesse Williams, Lawrence Bender, Mickey, Martin Desmond Rowe, everybody over at Dirty Robber. Thank you to Kalika for allowing me to, uh, uh, for investing into me, investing into the dream. Thank you to Trayvon. Thank you to Nick May, Samir, Kevin Durant, everybody, everybody involved. Terrence J came on at the end. So, uh, of course, Sean Combs. So, everybody that's involved in the whole deal. We appreciate that's an Oscar guys. speech, y'all. That's the only one I'm going to be able to that's give. That's an Oscar acceptance speech right there. Well, that's the only one, but tra- only Trayvon and Martin get to go to the Oscars. So, um, it, so that was my Oscar speech right there on Higher Learning. You know what? I might If we win, I might do one on Higher when, Learning. When? When? When we win. When mm-hmm. we win. Choo-choo! 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 <laughs> so exciting. You you like that, you like that, huh? What's, what's, I feel what's, like we're doing it together. <laughs> we are. I can't, I can't wait to tell everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, you know my my co-host, my Oscar winning co-host. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a big mm-hmm. deal. It's a, a step huge, up my game. Huge deal. Oh, you know what I, I I noticed here? What? I'm looking at the rundown. We don't have all of this Derek Jackson stuff on the rundown. Okay, so I don't know how well versed I am in it, other than he's a fraud. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. 
So he is, <laughs> I mean, it depends. I, I had, can I just say I'd never heard of him? I yeah, had no. never heard of him until this. Yeah, so Derek Jackson is a prominent YouTube uh, YouTube and social media relationship guru, expert type guy. And he's very aggressive when he calls out men on their bad behaviors um, online. He's very aggressive. He's very, you, you didn't, he's called out Pastor John Gray. He called out Lil Duvall. He called wow. out. Wow. Yeah, he called out a lot of people. And it turned out that, you know, he was fucking. You know, and and women came forward and then he at first said that there was no sex. And then um, after that, he came back and he said that, uh, you know, he did. And he brought his wife out there and they did a video together. And now the wife just did a video where she's dressed in army fatigues. And she, and she said, you know, she's here for the gospel, not for the gossip. And she's a warrior for the Lord. And so I don't know what's happening over there. Now, he did a video about the video that he did. He did a video about the video that he did with his wife as if he was him doing a video, doing a video on some other random person. So it's like one of the more peculiar things I've ever seen before in my life. You don't seem to have very strong opinions on this entire thing. Um, No, I saw the video where he spoke in third person about himself. And to me, it just highlighted everything that's wrong with him. Um, I, I wrote like I saw it on Kevin on stage page. And I was like straight Decepticon behavior like this man. And I, I, when I saw his wife, not the video they did together, when I saw her talking about she was draped in the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet yeah. of salvation. She is not OK. Who anybody who is close to her needs to do a serious wellness check on her. I like that's somebody I, I felt it felt cultish to me when I was bit. watching her. She seemed like her mind wasn't there. Like she has been completely manipulated by this man and really isn't thinking anything on her own. It's almost as if she's she's doing whatever he's telling her to do. It's actually I, I'm worried. I'm worried about that woman. You're concerned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned. Far, far be it for me to uh to play holier than thou and talk about people and what they do in their relationships. I'm not going to do that, but I will say that he has put his wife on display here in a way that seems at best unhealthy and at worst exploitive. Is it my understanding that he never really showed her before this moment? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I read, and I could be wrong, so y'all don't uh -huh. come at me if this is it, but I read that we don't really see her. And now right. we're seeing and hearing a lot from her. So that that goes to the um, uh, him exploiting her, if that mm. if that is true. If that because is you case. didn't see her before, and now he's bringing her out when he needs her to kind of get went back over his, uh, his audience is what you're saying. Right. How are you a relationship guru and you're not... I'm not saying that she's got to have the same platform as you, but how uh -huh. are you not, how is she not coming to light? How are you not talking about her? How are you not bringing her into the conversation? Yeah. I just, uh, I, I, I'm mad I didn't know who he was before because I'd have more to say. I never heard of him. The thing that gets me about him is that he's swole as hell. Why do you always just, focus on that? Because I, I just wonder how he had time to do what he was doing when he was also spending so much time in the gym. You know what I mean? Like, I was talking about this on Instagram Live. How much I'm time thinking, does it take to creep? I, I mean, I, I don't... He don't I, look like he was spending any time at home. Well, what I'm telling you is that... Is he meeting chicks by the squat rack? Or by the butterfly machine? He's a relationship guru. Are you kidding me? He's It's his DMs. I guarantee you that's how he, it's, he's you meeting something. people. 
I gotta be honest with you. It takes a lot of work to be that swole, man. You ever try to get swole before? Why? It's hard work. Why? I'm asking you. I'm asking. You can't just go in there. See, that's the thing about getting swole. You and this is a whole different tangent now. So if you go play basketball, like after the t- second week of you being back on the court, or you being on the court, you start to see, you know, some some different types of situations. It takes a long time of lifting weights to me before you start. Not to unless see you it. use assistance. Like what? Like like you think you think he's on like roids. Maybe this whole thing is like a big roid delusion. Maybe like, he didn't would, even know. Yeah, he's a fraud. Ro- he's a fraud. I would be surprised if he's faking how he's getting his muscles too. Wow. Wow. That'll be his You're next so... third. Yes, this man is a, this people were, from my understanding, again, I had never heard of this man before. They right. were seeking advice from him. He had established yes. himself on an entire platform that was a lie. Going to great lengths as to calling out prominent people who also had, you know, stepped off the straight line. Right. And meanwhile, while you're doing this whole thing, you are the very person that you're talking about. I don't believe true? anything that he says. Nothing. Right. right. Um, and you have no thoughts on weightlifting or nothing to add. <laughs> I'm just making sure. I, I need to do more of it. I'll tell you that. I need to do more of it too, man. I feel like as women, a lot of times you're like, oh, I don't want to lift weights. I don't want to lift weights. And it's the best way, one of the best ways, I should say, to burn fat. To burn fat. Burn some fat. All right, let's take a break real quick. All right, so I saw uh, uh, a number that shocked me. The Ellen DeGeneres show Mm. has reportedly lost one million viewers. This is an insane number. According to a report from the New York Times, recent Nielsen data shows that following the reports of a toxic workplace and Ellen being a overall meaning, that view, uh, meaning that viewership has declined 46%. That's wild. 46%. She's lost a lot of viewers. Did you expect this to see that sharp of a decline in Ellen DeGeneres' thing right there? Did you expect people to run for the hills from Ellen? Because I thought that whole thing got smoothed over. I thought she she came out and she did. I thought she still have her loyal fan base. But shit, Ellen out here struggling. I mean, just to be clear, she still has a fan base, right? Her numbers before, it was, I mean, she, there was a time where very recently it was like 3 million people watching each episode. No one even came close to Ellen. Now she's like with the rest of people. I mean, she's getting beaten by like Dr. Phil and uh, Ryan and Kelly or Kelly and Ryan, whatever the show's called. Um, but I'm not surprised, Van. I'm the, the numbers don't surprise me because it wasn't like it was just one story that came out with Ellen. This went on for weeks. It went on for months. And I think it's very... Not the same, but a tad similar to Derek. You have built your entire platform on being a specific type of person. And people have bought into that since 2003. They yeah. love you. Your motto, at, the motto at Ellen is be kind. Then right. all this damning information comes out about 
how you treat the people that you work with. And some people in Hollywood say it was the worst kept secret, you know, and and, and it's and it was a number of things, sexual harassment, racism, sexism. I mean, it, the list went on and on. And even you saw some of her her top writer and executive producers, some of them left the show. So obviously there was some truth to this because we saw the backlash from it, like what happened with the show. So I think it's hard for people because a lot of people who watch Ellen, it's not. Ooh, copper almost just broke my lamp. It's okay. He can't move around with the cone on his head. Nah, he can't move around with that ass that he got now. That ass that he got, yeah, from, from the Brazilian butt lift that he got. That's what's, that's what's okay, happening honey. to him. Okay. Like, you know, I tell you, you know, you know who he is now, huh? You know who he is. You know what his new oh. name is. That's, that's. Ca- oh, I hate crazy. him running like that. He's going to rip his stitches. You know what his new name is? What? Copper Kardashian. Okay. And on that note, let me get the door because he won't stop barking. <laughs> Copper. No. no. Copper no. Kardashian. Yes. I got to be honest with you. She went up, she got up to go get the door. I'm being real though. Copper's changing. Copper used to be a, a real dog from the rough scrabble streets of wherever they got him, Texas. You know what I mean? Think about a Texas dog. Probably packing to like a dog size AR-15. You know, he's from Texas. He's got a cowboy hat on. Pew pew. But then he comes out here to LA and what does he start doing? Getting elective surgeries? Really? On his teeth and on fatty deposits? And now look at him. People, people ring the doorbell. Does he run? Bozeman don't bark when the when the doorbell rings. He runs over there and be friends. Copper Sadidi, Copper Kardashian. You're back. Um, I can't stand you. Okay, Ellen, Ellen, right. Ellen, Ellen. Um. So yeah, listen. A lot of people tuned in to Ellen because of the people, the type of people who watch Ellen's show are like. Like the human interest stories. They love that she does the giveaways and she yeah, does these charitable nice. contributions. And so for you to to be completely opposite of that, it doesn't matter that you're famous friend not to you to be a for you to be accused, because she she didn't necessarily admit to everything that was she was accused of. For you to be accused of these things, I think it really was damaging to the audience. And it didn't matter how many famous friends came forward to speak towards your character. I actually think that that hurt her even more. And I think the most telling thing is the season opener for this season had the highest ratings for an Ellen premiere in four years. And then everybody tuned in, uh, tuned out after that. They just wanted to see how she was going to carry it. And then they wanted to move on because to your point, I think this wouldn't have been such a big deal if she didn't have a brand that was built on sort of I'm I'm nice and come over here to have warm, fuzzy moments yeah. and stuff like that. Although I do think Ellen will get her audience back. I don't know. You don't think so? I, I, I don't know. With other shows that are out there right now, I think people are. And then, you know, people already talk about the decline in TV and, and what people are watching or how they're consuming it. I think it's telling because that many people watched the premiere and then they tuned out. It let me know that people necessarily didn't accept the apology that she gave. Because that's when she apologized for the first time on camera like that. So who's Ellen's competition? Is it like Drew Barrymore? I know she has a show now. And then Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Now, if you're Kelly Clarkson, do you drive the stake in Ellen's chest? Does Kelly Clarkson then go on her show and talk about a bad run-in that she had with Ellen? Because Kelly Clarkson could go for the kill right now. No, because then she won't be able to get those famous people on her show. 
Like she'll lose the respect. She'll lose the respect of the industry if she See? goes after Ellen like that. I I don't know what Kelly Clarkson is right now. What she's doing, she's probably warming up her voice, sitting in the room with multiple <laughs> humidifiers. Look, man, it might be time to go for the kill. That's all I'm saying. It hurts though. Ellen's from New Orleans. That's a Louisiana girl. I didn't know that. She is Ellen DeGeneres. It hurts to uh to to kind of see her going through all this. But look, at the same time, I, I knew people who worked over there that said the shit was fucking whack. You know, I mean, seriously, I knew people that that said it was whack. So you know, these things. These things. I had a great experience at, at, with Ellen. I was there a couple of times, so you I can were only on the say, show? I, yes, I was on the show, and then she did an episode of The Bachelor for me. She um, did an episode of The Bachelor. Yeah. So one of my one of my dates was that I took six guys to the Ellen show, and they thought that they were there just to play a game, and it was a live audience and everything. But really, they ended up having to strip down. You know how Ellen has the guys dance sometimes, and she gives the um the audience dollar bills and they strip and then it goes to charity. Like the, whoever earns the most, it goes to charity, something like that. Yeah. It was a whole episode on the show. So the bachelor has really got to be abolished, man. <laughs> the bachelor is, just, I gotta be honest with you. I've never been as down on the bachelor as I am now. We bring people out there. Think about how grotesque that sounds. It's something Ellen guys, does on her I, show. I brought these guys out there. They thought they were just going to be watching the show, but we made them take their clothes off in front of a room. Just their shirts. People. Just their shirts. Nah. No. Just what their if, shirts. They were dancing you, for charity. What if you had had some carbs the day before? You don't want to take your shirt off. They it's definitely just, didn't know. They definitely didn't know, but they were they were fine. They were it was a it was a good it was a good episode. I got a question for you. Is there a, off the top of your head? I'm sure we could research this, but off the top of your head, can you think of a good ism? Because you said when you were talking about oh, racism, uh, sexism, you said racism, yeah. sexism, all of it is off the top of your head. I know we could find one, but off the top of your head, can you think? Of a good ism. Prism? No, that, well, that, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, that's not what, that's not the isms that we're talking about. Hey, here. it that's technically not, counted. It had, it has an ism in it. And that, that's not, <laughs> and first of all, prism isn't really good. It's just a thing. Oh, it's like, not bad. Don't right, it's not mad. bad. It's don't true. don't be mad because I just beat your your little game. I'm just thinking about it. It's because I can't think of. Oh, I got said. one. Baptism. Baptism. How did we not? How did get we not? That? Boy, oh, some heathens the over here. are going to be mad There's at some me. Heathens <laughs> over here. But Jackson, that doesn't count because two reasons that doesn't count from Jackson. Number one, nobody asked you. That's the first. <laughs> <laughs> so like no nobody asked you that's the first thing secondly that was great Jackson it took too long I think you looked it up I think you looked it they're up. gonna get you like 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 your Ellen if you keep treating me like this that's very true that's no, very I'm true that's kidding. probably I'm just that's how I start for Ellen um yeah well look uh Ellen Ellen's she's got a lot of money she's very successful and I I, I don't know but it there's People are demanding more from their public figures now. They figure out Ellen is not who she says. He's not even that she's mean, but it's more that she did. She's not who she says she was. Yeah, but she yeah. didn't get canceled though. That's the thing. Ellen got to no, keep no her canceled. show. She got to keep her show. So we'll see. We'll see. I like the Ellen show. You, you like know? it? You dig it? You dig that? You dig yeah. Ellen show? You like? You're still a fan? Yeah, I'm still a yeah. fan. Yeah. She's got work to do, you know, and she seems to be taking those steps, moving forward, cleaning house. So you know, we'll see what happens. 
Should we talk about the Joe Budden podcast right here? What do you think? Well, now we have to because you just no, said that. No, we don't have to. It's a question that what we... What do you want to say about it? You, you want to get some things off your chest? Things off my about, chest? Yeah. You want to talk about Joe? No. It's, I mean, it's, it's not about... It wouldn't be about Joe specifically. Well... I'm, I'm wondering if our audience is as locked in and tuned in with the Joe Budden podcast where this makes sense. Do, do you have thoughts on what's going on over at the Joe I mean, Budden podcast? I, I know that there is... I don't listen to the podcast. Um, I'm not... I wasn't really well-versed on who Rory and Mal were, but, I mean, I read up on the story. Right. Um, so, I don't know. You you got something to say? Well, this is what it? I'll say. This is what I'll say. Okay. So, if there's people that don't know, the Joe Budden podcast for many years was the number one podcast in hip-hop. It was almost like a sports center for hip-hop type of deal. Um, And the three guys that were on the podcast were Joe Budden, Rory, and Mal. Now, uh, Rory and Mal are currently not on the podcast. This was a big deal over in the black Twitter sphere because they, uh, there seems to be some rift between them. I know all three of these guys, all three, Joe, Rory, and Ma. Okay. I'm probably closest to Rory, but me and Ma are super cool. Rory is actually a friend of mine. I would, I would, I would, I would call Rory a friend. Um, I will say this, man. Two things. Number one, I completely support Rory and Maul and whatever it is that they decide that they have to do, whatever it is that they that they did, wherever it is they have to go, whatever it has to do. I don't think there are, there are two more straight up and down dudes that I know, especially in this industry. I have all the love in the world for both of those guys. Um, I'm almost to say to a point to, you know, whatever they say happened, happened. Mm-hmm. But more than that, I will say this. You know, the thing about the pod, about watching that podcast and having fun with it is it's a very long podcast. Sometimes you have to watch it and shits. And, you know, it's about hip hop. So sometimes they talk about artists and about topics I don't really give a fuck about. The genius of the podcast is when you will watch it, and it is great work. Anybody who's seen it knows that it's great work. When you will watch it, you would see a genuine friendship on the podcast. Three guys who could make jokes, three guys who could job with each other in a way, three guys who knew each other intimately in a way to where they could talk and have fun and relate about things in a way that other podcast hosts that are less connected, that have less skin in the game, can't do. And more than even anything else, and you know, there's obviously a lot of talent over there, but that was the amazing thing about the pod itself. And it's actually very sad, like, what's going on. You know, it happens when, when business and friendship mixes. Uh, but I just hope whatever goes on over there, I, I, have, I have super support for Rory and Ma. Have I you spoken to Rory? I have. Yeah, I've spoken to Rory and Ma just to reach out to make sure that things are cool. Both doing cool. They both... They both straight, you know, nothing crazy going on, but you know, things have to go the way things have to go. And I, and you, for more than me, anything podcast aside, you hope the friendship is preserved because you just, God just don't give you that many friends, mm-hmm. especially friends that have been there with you through some trying times in your life. People that, I've had your back when other people were saying crazy shit and doing crazy shit. God don't give you that many friends. So I hope 
for those three guys more than anything that the friendship, because everybody on Twitter having a lot of fucking fun. Everybody on Twitter laughing at it and stuff like that. Those are three people's relationships that are out there. It's like real people involved. So I hope that, and you know, I listen to the podcast. I hope that the friendships there are cool. Yeah. I mean, the way you describe their friendship, hopefully that can get them through whatever it is that they're going through now, whether it's business, personal, whatever. So, and maybe they do need to step away. Maybe it does need a breakup to save the friendship because that's what's most important in all of this. That's true. Do you have any businesses with Brian? Would oh, you we, go cannot, into, we cannot work together. No. I you, that for you right now. Do you believe in going into business with your significant other? Sure. But if you know that you can do that, I know for Brian and I, we don't work. We we work in totally different ways. And it just we try to do work together and it just doesn't work out. So like for us, we know <laughs> our marriage won't work if we go into business like that with one another. We just support each other in our in, in our respective endeavors. Yeah, no. Why? 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 What's the difference? Like, what's the point? Why y'all can't work together like that? Like, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. We just have different. We just work Mm. differently. You work differently. Okay, I get it. Hey, I get it. It's. I get it. I don't need to get into all the details of it. I'm not going to. Would you do? Would you do it? Uh, the only reason why it's hard is just because she's so much better than me in almost every way. That's a that great like, answer. That is like, is like, you know, sometimes. I'm sure that's look, what Brian would say too. So, so, so sometimes, you know, I roll up to hear the podcast at 255. You know, if, if there were any sort of quality control done by Kalika or, or surrounding this podcast, then there would be hair and makeup for me. The lighting would be there. <laughs> and there would be all kinds of stuff. She and after a while, I just, I just get on something and talk, you know, let my light out. But she is a diligent, honorable, phenomenally prepared person, and I'm just not. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so and so that that's kind of a that's the only thing. That's the same we, thing. With we you. connect because we have the same birthday. Remember that? Yeah, you and Kalika have the same birthday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. The same birthday, October 31st. Spooky ladies. Let's take a break real quick. Um, okay, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. Looking at the topics this week, we got some pretty, pretty serious stuff we have to talk about. Uh there's been another mass shooting in America. Mm-hmm. Um, a man named Ahmad. Al Alawi Alissi Alissa is charged with 10 counts of first degree murder after a shooting at the King Supers uh, grocery store in Colorado, Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the thing about this the details of this story are inconsequential. Correct. At this point, they almost don't matter at all. The details of the story have, they don't, they just don't matter. Who cares? Okay. Um, And that is not at all to be flippant when we're talking about the loss of so much life. Absolutely. All of those people matter. Those people matter. All of their lives matter. Okay. But 
the fact of the matter is, the real fact of the matter is, is it time that we just accept mass shootings as a part of American culture? I'm asking this question in a full-throated way. And the reason why I ask it in that way is because if we're going to accept that this is going to happen, then there might be different ways that we have to prepare ourselves for the possible eventuality that it's going to happen almost anywhere we go, everywhere we go. Uh, It's such a specifically American disease at this point that no one seems to be seriously committed to changing or fixing, then my question becomes, if we're not going to at all try to make American citizens safe, then how can we protect them? And it's, it's, it's odd. Like we, there's, it's, we're completely gridlocked on what our, our ideas of society are to a degree that when you look at something like this, it's, we, we, we just went through this. Like we literally, like we, like we, we just went through this and we go through this all the time. So I don't know. I don't even know how I feel about it anymore. Isn't it crazy that those are the things that you're saying right now? I mean, listen to the topic. We're talking about mass shootings in our country. We're talking about that. It's so, it happens so much and there doesn't seem to be anything effectively being done by it by those who have the control and the power to do something that you don't even know how you feel. We're sitting here asking a question about mass shootings and is this just something we have to accept in our society? How wild is that? I mean, I was even looking it up because just in the last week we've had two. It's been since 2013 that there's been any real debate on gun policy in Congress. That's eight years. Eight years since that's been done. In eight years, depending on how you define mass shootings, because statistics are different, it could be three or more, four or more, based on who shot or or killed, the numbers change. But just let's just say somebody went into a place and shot multiple people, whether they lived or didn't. In eight years, over 100. That's wild. That's insane. And we haven't even had a debate on the policy, like a serious debate about gun policy or a vote on gun policy in Congress in eight years. And in eight years, we've had over 100 shootings. To answer your question, it does seem like we're just accepting it. And people were talking about this as as we're starting to talk about gun policy and legislation and what needs to happen. People said they lost faith after Sandy Hook, which makes a lot of sense. When someone can go into a school and kill children and we don't make any changes, what does that say about our society? I mean... Now we're talking about gun policy again, and it's at the forefront, but you see we're, we're doing it. People are voting based on party lines. It's becoming this whole issue. It's becoming on what are people willing to give up on? What are people are thinking that change could actually be made? Not because the, the Democrats are, are running um, 
Congress, it's because the NRA is currently bankrupt or filing for bankruptcy. So they feel like that they're spending more money and time on that than they are about lobbying for certain things in Congress. So there could be a little bit of an opening here. My question to you, as you've talked about on this podcast, is about being a gun owner. I don't understand why this is so hard. I mean, I I do from the point of like, yes, the NRA is like trying to protect certain things. And I understand all that and the money and the politics in it. But what I don't understand is right now, even the Democrats are split on the policy and the legislation that should move forward in the Senate. I don't understand this. I don't understand why there need to be assault style weapons. I do not understand why as civilians, this is even an issue for us to be talking about. Why do we need that? I'm for guns, but I don't understand why I need to have magazines. I don't understand why I need to have an assault style weapon in my home. Please explain to me why there's even a fight in this. Please explain to me why, because they want, there's this legislation between should it be, should there be background checks on commercial sales or can there also be background checks when they're transfers between family and friends? The Democrats are split on that. Right. I think this is very simple. I don't understand why there just can't be universal background checks, no matter how you get the gun. Right. Um, okay. So it's, so I've talked to a number of 2A advocates about this. Uh, I think I've talked about it on this podcast before. I got my first gun when I was seven years old. Seven years old, breakdown, 14 shotgun. Boom, boom, pew, pew. Uh, right now I'm a gun owner, have a gun in there in case, uh, you know, I need to defend this homestead, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this household, uh, having a gun. There's a picture of me on my Instagram as a 13-year-old kid playing with a game. Behind my bed is a, a 20-gauge. You see it in the corner. It's standing up next to the wall. It's a 20-gauge. Uh, so this is what the two-way people would say to you in a crude way. And I won't speak for some of those guys but I'll tell you what they've told me. It's not about the gun to them. It's about the freedom. The freedom to own the gun, have the gun, and protect themselves from what could at any moment or maybe is very becoming or is becoming before their eyes a tyrannical government that seeks to choke their freedom away from them. They feel like that is written in perpetuity into the Second Amendment, and that the Second Amendment is the highest, uh, the most sacrosanct amendment of all of them because it gives you the right to defend yourself against power. And but that, you can still have guns. Yeah, so... What I'm talking about the, the type of gun, right? Like you can have a 20 gauge. Right. But what they what they would tell you is that the Second Amendment doesn't the Second Amendment doesn't uh sort of it doesn't specify, should I say, the type of gun that you can have. It says you have the right to bear arms. It doesn't. You're right. Right. But when it, you it, see what's happening in this country, that's what I would say to those people. Like, how close to home does it need a hit for you for you to get it? Well, what they what what they say is they're completely willing to trade. They they look at you and I, they've told me this that they're not willing to trade freedom for security. 
So they want to be able to have whatever gun that they need. They don't think that the AR-15 is a random, lawless killing machine. Um, they want to be able to have the AR-15. They want to be able to have as many guns that they need, as many sort of situations as they, uh, as many sort of firearms as they can have in case something like this, uh, in case they're in a situation where they have to defend their home against the government. Okay, so that's what, from a lot of the guys that I've talked to, these are guys like Maj Ture, Coleon Noir. These are these are people who are two way advocates who I've had on my other I had on my other podcast, The Red Pill, and guys who generally, if I have gun questions, I'll ask them about it. They know that we disagree here. There's two things that I would say to them, um, not specifically to Maj and Coleon, just in my in my opinion, uh, in and of itself. Number one is that the founders or the framers, should I say, wrote the Constitution at a time when they had no idea what the technology would be now. That's in a lot of ways, see? Uh, The fact that the Constitution is a fluid document and can be amended and changed, in my opinion, and it's not a novel idea, is the genius of the document, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Now, the reality is that to me, we've come to a point to where the technology of the weapon, and it's not just the AR-15, by the way. The AR-15 is the big bad demon. But people can do a lot of harm with guns. And it's not that they can, they are. You know, uh, more people are killed in a car accidents. More people are killed by knives. I think those are red herring uh, facts that they like to throw out there. But one fact that's indisputable is that America is the only society that has this mass shooting epidemic. Correct. That has this mass shooting culture. So there's something particular about us, either the violence that we have always sort of traded in or the easy access to guns um, that exists here in this country that is causing this to happen over and over again, or perhaps also a mental health crisis and, and not investing into the mental health of our citizens enough uh, to have people that don't want to go into supermarkets and kill as many people as they can. Yeah. To me, I would personally say that all of those things are in the same gumbo of dysfunction. Number one, one reason why we spend less money on mental health is because we spend so much money on the the defense industry, on the police, and all mm-hmm. of those situations. So people are slipping through the cracks because we're not investing into people. Right. We're investing into ways to keep people controlled. If you invested into ways to keep people healthy, you might need to control them less. Mm. Okay. Um, secondly, uh, just in terms of in terms of the the bigger picture to me, I don't see these same two-way advocates advocating for having shootouts with the police when the police blow the brains out. Like when Philando Castile was killed, we didn't see the NRA. We didn't. Right. Like we didn't see the NRA at all. The other situations where the cops come in and they're completely wrong. We don't see these people. And when, when you talk about the government sort of being tyrannical 
and taking your freedom away. Well, a cop robbing you of the right to due process right there and shooting you, mm-hmm. if that's not a reason to pick up your ratchet and go to war, then I don't know what is. Right. Because, once again, it's not really about that. What it's about is the same thing that's about with every other situation. It's about political ideology. Political ideology, in my opinion. And political ideology, part of the conservative political ideology, uh, is the gun lobby. And, you know, people that would, would look at a situation like this and as human beings not really want to find a solution, a solution that might mean the left loses a little bit, the right loses a little bit, bit right. but we get safer in the middle. Everybody's washing their jerseys instead of really going and getting in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as long as we have that, we are going to have to be okay with more and more people being killed. And that's that. But we're not okay. And that's the thing. They're, we're not okay. If, if you're listening to the people, right? Not listening to the NRA, not listening to lobbyists, not listening to politicians. If you're listening to the people, they are not okay. Uh-huh. What's the... But there's uh, be- hmm? What's the um? What's the what, what? When you say that, what's the what's the what's the deal that you're talking about? Well, I'm just saying it seems like people are upset over the fact that there are these mass shootings, and they want a solution to how there can be some sort of control to where this isn't a part of American culture. Because right now it is it's how this whole topic started off when you started talking. It's a part of our culture. It's it's defining to who. Uh, Americans are. We are a culture where mass shootings are frequent. Two in one week, more than a hundred in eight years. How do we, the problem is, it's not that it's ever going to be eliminated completely, but how do we lessen the numbers? How do we prevent, what are some preventative measures that we can put in place to where this doesn't happen so often, these tragedies, where people are discouraged from doing it? Maybe it is mental health. Maybe it is, you know, uh, universal background checks. Maybe it is, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, and I don't, but I, but I feel like the people want to see something happen. And right now we've got people fighting in Congress with each other and not listening to what the people are saying that they want, which I guess you could say, which I guess you could say for a number of issues, right? Like it isn't just gun control. That's just, it seems to be every issue these days, but it's just so sad. It's so sad because I mean, especially when you, I know we're not talking about the details of it, but especially when it's like a movie theater, a mall, a nail salon, a grocery store, a Walmart, you know, a school, it's, you're not safe anywhere. That's how it's starting to feel. You never know. Like I, I, you're looking over your shoulder. You don't know what to expect because you just don't know when it's going to happen. Cause things seem to be just happening so frequently, not things, mass shootings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, there are people that, you know, from the other side say we need a more armed society. Just, I just don't know. I just don't know what the answer are. The, the answers are, I don't know that we need more guns. I think we need more dedication to make people feel safe, whole, and healthy. Uh, and 
everybody needs to think about, everybody needs to stop thinking about what they could lose and start thinking about what they're already losing. Mm. Uh, which is a bunch of lives. A bunch of lives. Oh. I read that 42% of the guns in the world are owned in this country. Right. And my dad probably owns 40% of them. He's, yes. a, he's, he's, a, he's a nut. I'm, I'm not he, mad at people having guns. He's a nut. He's a, he's a, he's a gun nut. <laughs> He's a nut. People own a lot of guns, you know? You know, people own a lot of guns. Like, people hit me up. Like, I got cousins that hit me up and be like, yo, did you know that hand grenades are lawful? I'll be like, yo, get out of here. What the fuck you need a hand grenade for? Why? But you know those for, things for, are, for, for stuff like what happened January 6th? But I'll those, tell you. Those type of people. Those, but I'll like, tell you. That's what went through my mind when you were talking about people who are like, we got to stay strapped up, ready for this. Those people. Hand grenades are lawful and... That's like, wild. R- rocket launchers are lawful as well. I'm pretty sure. I'm I don't look understand this up right that. Now. I don't understand. I'm pretty sure rocket launchers are lawful. Hold on for a second. Uh, y- you can own a rocket launcher as a private person with no experience, military or otherwise, provided you can find a rocket launcher for sale um, and, and are willing to mate, wait the 9 to 12 months for the tax stamp. For the rocket launcher and his ammunition. So yes, you you can you can you can own a rocket launcher in the United States. Here it is. So here the I just found a list the things that are still legal. A cannon is still legal to own in the United States. A grenade launcher is still legal to own in the United States. An umbrella sword. So you can have your umbrella, you know, and like take it out and be like, make it like a sword. Yes, that's still that's still legal. A minigun, you know what a minigun is? The gun with the little, the whole little, the the minigun, six thousand rounds a minute. Six thousand rounds a minute you can shoot with a minigun. This is uh, terrifying. Still, still legal. And of course, number one, it's still legal to own a flamethrower in some parts of the United States. <laughs> Did you say grenade? Grenade was on that list. It was on there. Oh. Grenade launcher was on there. I got one coming from Amazon. Yep. I got one coming from Amazon. It's a Tesla grenade launcher. It's coming from Amazon. Stop. A Tesla oh, grenade launcher coming from Amazon. <laughs> no, no, fucking grenade launcher. Listen, people I know. To, yeah, people like seriously, this is a real problem. And it's a problem that you're gonna hand, hand over to your kids. Gonna hand it to your kids, you know. It's 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 a thing. Okay, um, let's before I before we go, before we move off this topic, I find something to be really interesting. What is that? And I'm, other people have talked about this. Is that as much as COVID is a sickness? It was the cure to the mass shooting. Oh, I did see when we tweet that. when we opened back up. One of the first things that came back, like these mass shootings, are American herpes. Yeah, it was one of the first things that represented itself. Yeah, random, ridiculous death. It's insane. It's the same. Let's take a break. 
More sad-ass news. Jackson, do me a favor. Right now, find a happy story. Find a happy story, Jackson. Please. Somebody find something that's happening right now that we could talk about that's actually happy. Uh, it's not that sad, though. Chrissy Teigen deleted her Twitter. She says she's off Twitter. She, uh, she gets more negativity than positivity from it. And she's, she doesn't want to be on Twitter anymore. You sad about that? I'm not sad about that. I'm sad at the... It's a bigger issue, right? I'm sad at the reason that she decided to leave. This is somebody who once declared herself the mayor of Twitter. Now, I'm not a frequent Twitterer, but I even know how prominent Chrissy Teigen is on Twitter. This is a person who she... She was a model before, but you got to see her personality come out on Twitter. It catapulted her career in a completely different way. It gave her TV shows. It gave her... You know, deals. She made money. She cha- it, it really just changed her entire life, I would say. And now she's off of it because of how hateful social media has become. And I say it's not sad in the sense that it's like I'm this huge Chrissy Teigen fan, even though I like her. It's more of what social media has come to. It's right. realizing that it's a it's a downfall. I I don't know. Is this the is this the end? Of social media, is it? Are we going to start seeing people turn on it? Because I feel like her leaving makes a huge statement, and I think it's going to get the attention of people who monitor Twitter, regulate it, who own it. If your biggest, one of the biggest people on it, no longer wants to be affiliated with it because it has become so toxic, it's funny to me. Not, not that. Uh... Hmm. Maybe because not, one of us had to delete their social, so she understands. She's no, empathizing no, no, no. a tad it's more. Not, no, it's funny to me. It's not not that what's happening to, to Chrissy Teigen. I think that's obviously terrible, but it's funny to me just how negative people can be. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it is funny. Sometimes it's some just the idea of it though. Like sometimes KD, I'll t- I'll post something and KD will like comment on something that I post. If Kevin, Dur- if I, I remember, never forget this. I posted the top five pies power ranking. Mm-hmm. Power rankings for pies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had pies up there. And KD, Kevin Durant commented on what he thought about my pie power rankings. And somebody mm-hmm. under his comment went, you a bitch for leaving OKC. I'm thinking, God damn. What the fuck that got to do with pie? That's how it is. I'm like, yo, like what? We like and, and seriously under there, man. Please come back to Golden State, bro. Blah 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 blah, man. You could like people were like win a real ring. Like I'm like yo, on this is on my page. So these are people that are following me. Yep. And then are also following him that see him post and go. This is our chance to ruin Kevin Durant's day. This is our yeah. shot, or to go viral, or to get attention, right? It's so peculiar to me. So I, I look at Chrissy Teigen whenever she posts something, and yeah, they be on her ass. Yeah. So most like, recently, it, most recently, she um, decided to team up with Chris Jenner to provide clean household products, and people jumped on her and said, "Well, this is rich. This is tone deaf." Two wealthy women um, coming together to provide cleaning products when you know you don't clean your own household, and you have other people helping you do that. And they ripped her for it. And it's like she's trying to provide a clean product to, to, the, to the masses. And that people find a problem with that. And she's like, I can't please anybody. Right. Right. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's, 
the negativity at this point right now is just it's hysterical. Man, I'm drained. It's 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 <laughs> funny at how ridiculous it can be, but when people start attacking you as a person, your looks, your your well-being, that has nothing to do. It's one thing if you want to disagree with me, like, hey, Rachel, I hate what you said on the podcast. I don't agree with you. That's one mm-hmm. thing. But then when you're like, um, I can't stand you, you're ugly. Right. And it just goes on and on and on. It's like, come on. Like it's and people feed off of it. They feel powerful being able to do to say things like that to people, to have access to you. And I get it. Chrissy's like, you know what? You won't have access to me like that anymore. That's so funny that somebody just tweeted a mean tweet at you on Twitter. I'm serious. Like, you, somebody just responded right now and said, loser Lindsay is just loser. Get a job. This is obviously a bot. This person is supposedly a parent, a grandmother, a wife, a sister, an aunt, and a cousin. She's the best of all worlds, which basically just means she has a family. It's so weird <laughs> when people do that. It's, it's, it's so weird when people do that. People go, hey, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a sister. Yeah. You got a family. That's what that's called. Those aren't accomplishments. Okay? I respect the mothers out there. I respect the grandmothers out there. I respect all of them out there. But you've procreated. Good job. And I wonder how good of a... I wonder how good of any of those things you are. Wait, hold on. Look, All of these tweets are crazy. They are totally... They are worthless pigs that don't count. Totally forgettable. Hashtag the view. Bring it on, you big fat lipped pig. Cynthia A. Johnson. Okay. Who is so, what are you under? This is the person that left that tweet. I'm on their Twitter. The person that oh, left all that, the things they say. This oh. is all these are the only tweets they've ever had. The only tweets they've ever had. Um, and they're talking about election fraud. Uh, during, <laughs> during the 2020 election. This is so wild. Following 76 people. By the way, every time the ringer, every time you post something, uh, shut up, loser, Lindsay. You've ruined enough people of value. Get a job. I heard Walmart is hiring. That's Rachel, the- Lin- <laughs> Rachel Lindsay, wake up. You, my dear, are the racist and the bullying. Laughing all the way to the bank with that ridiculous husband of yours. Why bring Brian into this? I'm oh, sure you- this is this. These are this is light work. This is light work. What she's doing. The the things people say to me. It's I laugh when they say ridiculous things like get a job, and I'm right. like, um, <laughs> right. you're probably commenting under one of my jobs right now. So they she left this person left a comment under Sharon Osbourne's. A Sharon Osbourne tweet to Piers Morgan. What do you think they said to Sharon Osbourne? Uh, I'm sure encouraging words. Never a fan of the show, but now I'm a fan of yours. Thank you for standing up for what's right. <laughs> they got a picture of Matt James right now. Oh, and no. And he says, forget it. Thanks, loser Rachel Lindsay, for ruining the lives of two people and my entertainment with your racist mouth. This is so crazy. We have to let these trolls play. This is this person's entire existence is doing this. I can tell right now, I follow 76 people, got three followers. All they want to do is get on there and start and, 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 like, and, and, and cut up. We got to let these trolls play, man. <laughs> she be Listen, on your ass. On your ass. That actually isn't that bad compared to some of the things that I get. What's the worst one they said about you? Do you remember? No, I feel like you asked me this before. Yeah. Usually when they're like, 
call me the n-word and have a whole bunch of things to say about that yeah like but it's not i i'm so used to getting hate that's not what it is it's when i can't even open my app and like i see more hate than which is probably what chrissy Teigen was facing right she's not reading the comments she doesn't have time for that it's that you can't help but see when it's so much that she's like, you know what? It's not good for my mental health. So good for you, Chrissy Teigen, for taking control of your your mind, your spirit, and like not even giving these people who don't definitely really, you don't know you. and affect you. Yeah, like definitely good for not you. giving them any sure. kind of energy. All right, California is expa- expanding vaccine eligibility to all Californians over fifty. That's not quite a uh, doesn't and all Californians over 16 on April 15th, one day before my birthday. So basically, it's gonna be vaccine crazy mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. April for California. Yeah, your, it's great. your thoughts, your thoughts, you're into it. Well, I'm into it. One of us is vaccinated, one of us is not. So I'm fully glad vaccinated that, that now I'll be eligible to get a vaccine. I think this is great. Things will start opening up again. People will feel more comfortable. They will feel more safe. Well, hopefully people get vaccinated. Just because it's available doesn't mean people are actually going to go and get it. I still know a number of people who don't want to get the vaccine. Do you? I know a number of people as well. Right. Uh, So that's what we have to realize. Just because it's available doesn't mean people are going to go and get it. Well, I think the vaccination plus people getting COVID might get us to herd immunity where we can get back to some sense of normalcy pretty soon. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh... I will say side effects after the second dose. Yesterday was a little rundown. Mm-hmm. A little rundown, a little tired. Okay. okay. I'd say that. Sore arm. Than, sore arm. Sore arm. Sore arm. Right. It's not sore anymore, but the, the arm was sore. Other than that, it's been pretty okay. Okay. You, you, know? were, you were blowing your nose before you got on here. A little sniffles. Allergies, but could be. Could, like, could be. But I've we're, never we're, seen we're, you blow your nose before like that. So I'm going to so go with the latter. So because you've never seen me blow my nose before. <laughs> That must I mean, mean, is it that a coincidence? I've never is it blow my nose? Is it a coincidence that allergies happen in the springtime? Right, in, in the, the springtime. Spring and right. we've been doing this podcast a few weeks into spring. Right. Actually, I have no idea when the first day of spring is, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, you just got the second dose and you're having symptoms. Okay. Well, whatever. And it's okay. The, rea- the reality is that the worst symptom that I could have would be anxiety. So I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to get off the thing. I'm going to take an Ativan. I'm going to pretend like you don't exist in your opinions that would would, 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 uh, would, would drive me back into the bed, clutching onto the, 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 the comforter. I'm a You're just trying blanket. to make me feel all the way bad. No, I'm not going to let Man, you turn my anxiety I'm not saying you have on. COVID. I'm just saying you have, you're having side effects. This is important for people like me who have yet to be vaccinated to know, oh, which one did you take? Oh, how did you feel? What are some which of the one, symptoms which, you had? Which one are you going to get? I don't know. I kind of want a Pfizer, but um, I, I think I feel like Moderna's more available. I think you should do the Sam's Club vaccine. You know, like the off-brand vaccine. Why you would know, you? The, why would you want me? You want to be? You want to host this podcast by yourself? There should be a Sam's Club version of the vaccine. Seriously, think about it, because like that way, a lot more people they could roll it out. Because you, you know have to how be a you member? you will go to like. Sam's Club, and they wouldn't have Fruit Loops, but they'd have like Fruitos with a different penguin, like Toucan Sam's so cousin. 
like Toucan Sam's, and it, and he would always it, like it would be Toucan Sam's cousin on the box, and he'd be like shooting dice or something like that. Like no, why okay, are you snapping stop. pictures of me? I don't know what Sam you with. Like, like why are you why are you snapping pictures of me? And they're like, nah, dog. We just need a we just need a uh, a picture for the cover of this box, and it's like his name is Toucan Trayvon or something like that. Stop. And, and, you know, and they got the bootleg version. They should have a Sam's Club vaccine. Well, you just go in, and it's literally thirty five percent effective. But you don't. But, but you know, like, you, why, Van? Why? Because, why uh, be, do they need because, a vaccine that's thirty five percent effective? Are we because, talking about trying to get to herd immunity? We're trying I to know, help people. But the reality is, even if it was like thirty five percent of way more people, we could roll it out better at this, Sam's Club. Th- there is absolutely no logic behind this. It's not true. Please move because on, let move me on tell you something. Let me tell to you something. The next topic. Let me tell you something. No, they run out of fruit all the time at the store. They never run out of fruit O's. It's always <laughs> some fruit O's in that motherfucker. So I'm saying, they're talking about they're going to do, no, people going to go out there and get that 35er. You get the 35er. Everyone get the 35er. Get the spoken 35er. Like, spoken like a person who's been vaccinated. All right. You know what? You know what? It's mailbag time. Cue the song. Mailbag time. Time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailbag time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in. You want me to tell you the funny story that I found when you told me to go find a funny story? Yeah, uh, not, find me a funny uh, story. Yes. So I was tell looking me. at what was trending on Twitter and the word feet, like like you have feet on your body was trending. I was like, that's weird. Why is that trending? And it's a tweet by Kaylee McGinnon where she said, President mm-hmm. Biden begins his first press conference by touting the rate of vaccines being administered, a feat solely made possible by President Trump's Operation Warp Speed. And she misspelled feet. She, she should have used F-E-A-T, but she used F-E-E-T. And I just thought that was funny because she's supposed to be like a press secretary person. And she freaking mis- she misspelled feet. She freaking Trump's misspelled legacy feet. lives on. It's, it's very true. That's <laughs> exactly. exactly what it is. Exactly. All right. Mailbag. So, you ready? Let's do it. From Johanna Zaldivar. What did you want to be as a kid? Uh, you probably wanted to be something that wasn't realistic. Right? Like did, you probably you probably wanted to be some type of superhero. I wanted to be the biggest movie star in the world, baby. Still could happen. Would you act? Yeah, I've acted. is that is that like really? Where can we There's find a, where can we find your work? On YouTube, it's called. Uh, we did a we did a web series. I wrote a web series called Hollywood Bats, and it was about Batman. He had moved to L.A. and he needed a place to live, so he moved in with me. Hollywood Bats. So you play yourself. Played myself. Okay, yeah. I want to see a role where you don't play yourself. Well, I've never been in a role where I don't play myself. I play. Okay, myself, it's coming. Hollywood Bats. I could see you acting. And by the way, if you go, it was a different time when we shot that. So there's like, you know. Okay, so like, Warriors, you've got a, homework. I called a girl homework. a bee and all of that stuff like that. It was oh very my sexual. God. Toward, I yeah, thought you like, were saying it, was, it wasn't like that as in like the production no, no, wasn't no, good. No, 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 no. Like the girl, there's a line where a girl looks at the guy fighting. She goes, who is that masked man? And I go, it's Batman, bitch. And so, like, <laughs> so it was a long time ago. Y'all don't cancel Van. That's how we were talking back then. Um, and it's very sexual and all. It was like the Wedding Crashers type of vibe. And I was like, Vince Vaughn, are you looking it up? You know I am. Hollywood Bats, A Dark Night is the name of the first, uh, is the name of the first episode. 
It's uh, a dark night. Yeah, Hollywood Bats, a dark night. You looking it up right now on YouTube? You'd have to look it up. You see it? Yeah, I do. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I do. Shout out to everybody How over. Have we not talked about this yet? <laughs> this Shout was. Out- 2010 is when this was uploaded. Shout out to everybody over at IndieView. All my people at IndieView. We had a little production company that we was making, stuff like that. IndieView. My friends, you're really looking at it. We're doing a podcast right now. I mean, you see... Oh, sorry. Sorry. This will be my homework, you guys. Right. So, interesting story about that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The girl that is the lead... Mm-hmm. Sorry to tell you how small the town is. The girl that's the lead in that, her name is Jalene, right? Okay. Uh, very talented girl. The girl is uh that's the lead in that, her name is Jalene. We were trying to shoot more shots or something like that. And she says, Well, I can't because I gotta go visit this new guy that I'm seeing. He lives up in Oakland or San Francisco or something like that. He's an actor and he's a rapper. He, like, raps on stage. And I was like, he raps on stage, like, on, uh, <laughs> on like, uh, like during, like, a Broadway show. And she goes, yeah, they have, like, a whole show that they're doing. Like, a whole entire show that they're doing where it's all rapping, but they're, like, the founding fathers. No, she didn't. No. Swear to, she, no. She, dated, she dated David Diggs for years. She no. dated David. So like, she knew about this was a this was a so little while after this was, Hollywood. Was Bats. this the Heights? Was this No, 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 no. She, I think she was talking about she dated David Diggs for years. This was a this was after this maybe like a couple of years, maybe two, three years after we actually done that episode. Cause mm-hmm. we were gonna finish it. Cause we shot a whole bunch of scenes for everything, but we never we like everybody got we, we were gonna finish it. And I was gonna bring her back to do pickups and stuff like that. And she was telling me she couldn't come down because she was dating this guy, David Diggs. They dated for years. Wow. Yep. So was it Hamilton that they were working on? I think so. I'm not sure if there was another. Yeah, it was definitely Hamilton, but he, he became like a big deal. Well, yeah. It's yeah. He digs. He was a big deal. Interesting. Oh, what okay, did you want to be as answer, a kid? My answer's not fun. I wanted to be mm-hmm. an attorney. And that's, that's what I that's what not, I became. Not fun. That's a cool answer for kids. That's it, what I became. No, I mean, I guess it's cool that I became what I said I was going to be. Is that because of the judge or did you love the law? Um, I loved Matlock. I was a big, big Matlock fan and watcher, even as a kid. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I'm a big daddy's girl, like dad is biggest mentor, looked up to him. Uh, so yeah, I was like, I want to be just like my dad. Now, let me ask you a question. You need somebody to defend you, right? Okay. You going Matlock Whoa. or Perry Mason? I'm going to go Matlock. You're going to go Matlock over Perry Mason? Yeah. Mainly because I'm not as familiar with Perry Mason. Yeah. But, like, Matlock used to be in the trenches. Perry Mason was, too. See, this that was the thing about that. That made me think, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. Watching those shows made me think that defense lawyers, like, went out and solved crimes. Like, that used to make me think mm. that that's what they did. But that's not what they do. They They say, hey... 
you got a double murder charge. Give me a million dollars. I'll make it go away. But but, but <laughs> there it, is a bit of investigation when it comes to criminal law work. No, they're not solving crimes. But yes, there is a you have your private investigator. You know, it was Trevette for Batlock. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. what the guy's wait, name was. Or what's his name? Trevette. No, wait, maybe his name was his name was Trevette on Walker, Texas Ranger. But it's the same guy. Ooh, they write about you. You mixing up white men. You I'm like, not mixing up. No, it's the same black guy. He plays what, that, Trevette. Oh, this Matlock. guy's black. Oh, I yeah. know that guy. Yeah. I know that guy. Matlock's well, side, Matlock sidekick was kick was black uh both times. When they switched him out, they brought in somebody else. Yeah. Perry Mason's sidekick. I can't remember the guy the guy's name now, but then they did a later version of Perry Mason and they brought the character back, but that's his son. So it's crazy. Nah, yeah, I never the, that's not the Perry black Mason and white show I could get into. I was in I Love Lucy. Uh from uh give me another one. From Brianne Hunley Starin. What's something about you that sounds like a lie, but is really true? Ooh. What's something about me that sounds like a lie? That is the truth. That I don't like really Vans. True. Oh wow. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> get that. I deal with that. I deal with people not liking me. No, come on. No, you don't do. You you want people to like you. you I want do. People to like you. I desperately you, do. You talked about that, and that's actually the truth. That's the truth. Um, what's something that sounds like a lie? Um, that's actually the truth. Uh, something. What a fantastic question. Wow. Who is this again? Brianne Hunley starring. That's something you got to think about. That's something you really got to think about. Maybe my TMZ origin story, how I got to, how I got to TMZ. Sounds like something I would make up, but it's not really true. But it's not like a strong, strong answer. Um, Right. Because I was going to talk about like, how trained I am to play the piano, like was like super great, learned at the age of five, uh, was like in all these competitions, playing sonatas, doing all this stuff. And then I just like quit. I was like very, very good. Probably should have mm. a scholarship playing the piano. Does that sound like Something a lie? That's not, nah, it doesn't really sound like a lie. You look I look like, like I play the piano. piano. <laughs> yeah, you look like a piano playing motherfucker. Everybody gather around. Okay. <laughs> Sunday dinner um, is now commenced, and we are going to be treated to a recital by Miss Rachel Lindsay, my daughter. So I want you to put Jesus in your hearts and I'm open your ears. I'm thinking of stuff that I couldn't admit, and it would it would sound like a lie, but it's the truth, and I can't say that kind of stuff. Yeah, it would. Like, I can't think anything. That, I can't. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's, that you could tell, right? Like, there's probably stories, but you can't tell them. Right. And that's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. That was okay. From Annalise Hunt, if you had a personal chef for a day, what would you have them cook? Oh, I'm boring with this. Y'all know how I am about it. I keat the same thing every day. Uh, Go uh, ahead, Van. Uh, He's oven fried your... pork chops with broccoli and, and rolls, and you can't beat those rolls. It uh, actually uh, is pork chops. I bet it is. That's so disgusting. You eat like a hunk of hog like that. You do you not eat so pork nasty. or do you not eat pork I eat, chops? No, I eat bacon because it's a little thin cut of the hog. A little. See, I don't even eat bacon cut. because I eat pork chops. I switch to turkey bacon because I can't have that all the time. But I love a pork chop, y'all. Pork, a juicy, a oof, a Big juicy, piece of yeah, like hog. 
like double, like double cut thick, whatever they call it. Oh, with the the two bones, with the two bones put together. Oh, sauteed onions, maybe some grape, some grape um, tomatoes, maybe some bell peppers as well. Honk a pig. Mm, And then maybe my side would be sweet potato casserole. That's good. That tastes good. With some crispy Brussels sprouts. Crispy, crisp, crisp. And black-eyed pea dinner rolls. Black-eyed pea dinner rolls. You can't beat those rolls. <laughs> you know how I feel about the black-eyed pea. You love those rolls, don't you? <laughs> what would the meal be? If I had a personal chef for a day, what would the meal be? You know, my, like, I'm, I'm, my favorite food is fried chicken. It, like, it is. Like, I love fried chicken. How can you talk about me eating a big old piece of pork and then you're going to eat this fried, greasy chicken. Well, the At chicken least mine and the pig, was cooked in the oven. Well, the chicken and the pig are two completely different animals. But what about the crust? I'm not. I'm talking about. You have to get. You I'm not talking about through. health. I'm not talking about healthy. I'm talking about that's a big hunk of pig that you eat. It is, is health like a, that you're talking it's about. It's because it's a pig. Nah, I'm talking about the fact that it's a big hunk of pig. pig. You know what I'm saying? It's a big hunk of pig. Chicken. I, different. I actually I love pigs. You, you, you're a pig you're a fan of pigs like I would have a pet pig if I had the space to do it yeah okay cool uh, I watched this documentary one time about this guy that was raising up a cow only to then slaughter it but they were like okay. pals it's weird okay. um uh, what, 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 it would, uh, fried chicken it would be it would be fried chicken which part chicken. of the chicken which part of the chicken all the parts of the chicken you know what okay, I mean I all like the parts that. um what's like a side you know what? I don't know, man. Fried chicken with uh I don't know. I don't there's know. Great, there's a great mailbag today. It is a great mailbag today. They're kicking our fucking asses on the mailbag. <laughs> uh, I would think this would be an easy question. I but but you it's not, not for a fat boy. Nobody's ever asked you before if you had a last meal, what would it be? Uh, this it, is the same it, question. But here's the thing about that. That question makes no sense because if my death is impending. I don't want to eat, man. I'm to be too anxious to eat. You just actually, thoughts of death, you just actually made me anxious. I'm probably going to have PVCs. Like, it, it, it's like, it, it's like. Okay, man, don't, 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 don't keep talking about it. Then. Right, don't keep talking right. about it. Then. Let's go to unexpected ally of the week. Let's diffuse the situation. Uh, oh, here it is, You're not going to put is. that on me. Here it is. Uh, it's, it's fried chicken. It's, uh, it's it, it, it uh fuck it, okay it's fried chicken ooh it's it's perfect buttermilk biscuits all right fried ooh. chicken perfect buttermilk biscuits ooh. and then no greens because my granddaddy ain't here um uh, no greens never my forget granddaddy, my never granddaddy forget. ain't here and then uh fried chicken and then perfect uh twice fried. Uh, French fries, chicken sounds, fries, and a biscuit. Look at that smile! Look oh, at that god, smile! So fat. The anxiety just went away. <laughs> oh my god, my eyelash is coming off. It's you tell me it was happening the whole time. Nah, Sam's Sam's Club, Sam's Club eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird podcast we did today. Um, unexpected ally of the week. Do you have an unexpected ally of the week? Um, crazy enough, it's the death about the death penalty. Since uh, we were talking about last meals, state of Virginia became the first Southern state 
to get rid of the death penalty. That's it. Interesting. They're known for holding the most executions in the United States, and now they have decided to get rid of it. I think that's a great move. So, you know, Hmm. good for the state of Virginia. My unexpected ally of the week is Zack Snyder. Because Zack Snyder... Why does that sound familiar? Zack Snyder's Justice League just dropped. And I enjoyed the movie. Oh. Um, and uh, you look totally different with your with your eyelashes off. Most people do. Wow, that's that's shocking. Okay, now I'm not <laughs> suffering anxiety, but I'm a tad insecure. <laughs> I've come on this podcast before with no makeup on. Yeah, it's but it's just weird. You how... You said yeah. Well, no, no, I didn't. I didn't mean it like that. But it's just weird how it goes. Straight from, let's just put it back on. Okay, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. She put it back on. I was just joking. It's just, it's just, it's just like a, it's a stark. It's like not in a way it is. you look. You just look a it lot is. different. Yeah, right. you can't see my eyelashes, so they look bald. With I mean, I don't have any mascara on or anything. Okay, we have to go. We have to go. Copper's <laughs> back there. He's ready to get out of here. Uh, look, guys, tell your thing caps off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan. I'm Rachel Lindsay. We out. <laughs>